0: Hey, good evening, everybody. It's back. Notebook Wagering Podcast tonight. We're here to cover a little bit of the super wild card weekend. We hope everyone listening isn't in too much of a hangover from the national title game on Monday night. Any of <laughs> you gamma folk out there, maybe shake it off and get ready for a little NFL action. So, we're going to break down all tonight's games. We got myself here, we got J Cam and Smitty, and we have maybe our favorite guest of all. Carl, Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. Carl runs the Beau Rivage MGM Sportsbook down in the South. And without further ado, Carl, I'm going to give you the stage a little bit, let us know how you're doing, and maybe give us a little segue into the NFL action.
3: Hey, yeah, good look. It's good to be here with you guys. Uh, uh, I had had a good time last time, and uh, you know we had we just coming out of a, a busy week last week with the uh, national championship. Uh, that, that, uh, actually it, it turned out good for us. Uh, you know, the thing about those big games like that is that, uh, you know, all of the, that Saturday, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, that, that Monday night towards the afternoon, I guess, starting about four o'clock, you know, it's, uh, uh, we, we got nothing but, uh, nothing but Alabama money, uh yeah you know, I get asked all the time you know hey who you need who you need and in a lot of games uh you know you can kind of tell right off the bat who you're gonna need but in those big games like that uh, national championship game and i'm I'm sure the Super Bowl you know it's just so hard to tell up until the last second who you're gonna need I mean we just had uh
1: you know I have
3: uh, six windows at my book and you know in the in the last half hour you know at uh, you know, I've got a couple of hundred thousand dollar bet coming in at one window. I got a $70,000 bet coming in on the other window. Uh, you know, those, those, those things add up and you, you know, you, you get kicked off and you you look at the numbers and you go, Oh man, we, you know, we need Georgia now. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a big week of, uh, you know, NFL wild card football that we're, we're excited about. And uh, I know the, the fans and you guys are all excited and uh, we're ready to get it going. I
0: I hope you uh, bought the boys in the sports book, uh, some beignets at least down there for their, uh, for the big win for you guys.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, to be honest with you, we, you know, since the first of the year, I mean, the first uh, uh, six, seven days of the year, the new year, we, uh, you know, we absolutely got tortured. I mean, that's usually a, the the last week of the college bowl season is usually pretty good for the, uh, for the public, and it was this year. And, uh, you know, we uh, – yeah, we needed a little bit of it back, and we got it back Monday night.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Smitty, Jay Cam. you guys want to just do a little fire-off intro here before we dig into some games? <laughs>
2: yeah i mean obviously i i was defending georgia a lot on monday and i'm sure so did you get any live game action carl uh because it sure looked like Bama early and it looked like i was completely on the wrong side with the bulldogs uh probably until the fourth quarter um where it looked like alabama was just going to be good old alabama again now were you taking live game stuff on Bama? i took a live game under which i got picked sixth and lost on but i'm, I'm sure you saw a lot of action too yeah, uh
3: we did, you know, it's uh interesting enough um uh, you know, we just started our accepting live wagers over the counter about uh about 3 weeks or a month ago. Uh you know, it's something that we uh we integrated in very slowly. And uh you know, we've been we I guess calling uh, I guess it's called testing, you know, we we tested it for uh, a couple of weeks, you know, with some uh, basketball and, and some Sunday football games and uh yeah we we took quite a bit of action you know it's a uh it, it's a tough way to bet uh, well, it's a tough way to accept bets um uh, and and sometimes it's a tough way to 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 make bets a lot a lot of people don't realize you know the end game uh, uh they don't realize that what they're actually watching on tv uh is not live uh, i mean it's not live per se it's not up to the minute it's uh, you know, it's some of those delays are uh, you know thirty second delays. So uh, you know sometimes those live lines come across there, and uh, you know if you're not careful, if you're just looking at a particular line and saying yeah, let me have some of that. Uh, I mean, the reality of it is, is that there there might be a a team that's already turned the ball over or given up a score. So yeah, it's kind of it's 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 a tough thing to book. Absolutely,
2: I have a streaming service, and I can't mess with live games. If I'm going to bet in game, it's got to be during the stoppage or during a commercial because I know I'm like 20 seconds behind. Especially when these guys start texting me, uh, I have to hide the phone during the game because I always know something bad's about to happen as soon as I hear it
1: start buzzing. I'm like, oh god, I can't be good. So, did yeah. you have anything? Before? Well, it wasn't a good night for me. I, you know, I was on Bama, and I did a teaser. Of course, I did. I always do, and I had. <laughs> And i had i teased it down and had the over which was not looking good at all um and then it went crazy i think one of the greatest things um with that whole thing when you even heard the next day like on visa and like follow the money or anything people that how they had to sweat out because that went from no points really at all and then it went crazy at the very end and it kind of about went over so i was really hoping that at least and i jumped on a live i like you said jason I just thought Bama had the control in the game a little bit. The injury to the wide receiver hurt. But again, you can't make excuses. I thought the play calling, Matt, I thought made a great text with us, um, like we do in most games. We talk about 100 times in a game. The The play calling down by the goal line, I wish they would have tried to run the ball a little bit more uh, in. And they didn't. But what can you do? But I was hoping my teaser would have still covered and I could still come on and say I'm the teaser king. But the pick six hurt. But what can you do? Like I said, Jason, when we did the last show, if I lose, I lose. I like Georgia. I'm glad Georgia won. And, you know, it looks like Stetson Bennett had a fantastic night. Cause the next day when he was on national TV, he looked like he had a nice rough night. So good for him. Have, <laughs> fun. Have fun, but no, it was, it was a good game. I mean, if you like those kind of games. It was a lot of field goals, but it was kind of back and forth. There was some good action in it. So, you know, it didn't go my way, but every night, that's why it's called gambling. Sometimes you have great nights and sometimes you have bad nights.
0: Knock knock on, knock, on wood. I lucked out. I broke even on it. All I had was Bama and I had the under originally under 53 and a half. I think I bet it a while ago. So I I didn't sweat it. I didn't have much action. Works just got me down. But now on to super wild card weekend. So we're so glad we have car on because he can give us a little bit of insight about how we can break down these games and who's, Who's getting the steam? Who's not getting the steam? So we'll start out right out of the gate. We'll go Saturday, Saturday afternoon, 4.30 game. We have the number five seed Las Vegas Raiders going to Cincinnati, playing the four seed in the Bengals. Over under is 49 and a half. And the line is down to minus five and a half going to the Bengals. So I actually, I'll I'll just do a little quick rain here. I jumped in on this right away. I actually think, and I'm not a teaser guy, it's all Smitty, but when I see a good teaser angle, I'm going to play it. And I think getting the Raiders plus six here and getting them up to about 11 and a half is a cakewalk in my opinion. I, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I can't see them losing by more than double digits to these guys. The weather's going to play a factor. It should be low scoring. I think Carr and Jacobs are enough to just keep it within range. I think Burrow and the kids will pull it out at home. but it's it's a little risky, and I'm not the teaser guy, but we'll see. Carl, give us a little insight. What do we got here with the Raiders and Bengals?
3: Yeah, so uh, we opened this game at uh, Bengals 6.5 and 48.5. And uh, we're down to 5.5 and, and, and 49 right now. Uh, so the total's clicked up just a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, some money has come in on the Raiders. Look, uh, you know, playoff football. I mean, the dogs have been good all year. You know, the dogs had a great, uh, a great NFL season. Um, I, i look, I, I like, I like, I love the, what you're doing there with the Raiders. I mean, if you're going to play them in a teaser, all your values with the dogs, uh, you know, the, the, the thing about, uh, and we had a uh, one of the questions that we're going to tackle here in just a little bit. I much prefer to tease the Raiders to, you know, if, uh, 11 and a half, uh, if you're playing a six and a half point teaser, uh, then I do uh, teasing through zero down to the Bengals at at like plus one. You know, I think you lose a lot of value there. I My personal opinion is that all of these dogs can win these football games with maybe the exception of the Steelers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if, if I'm playing teasers, that's where I'm playing. You know, the the Bengals are getting uh, uh, right now, uh, they're getting 63% of the Tickets written, and they're getting about 72% of the money. So that's another thing that, you know, if you're going to be a contrarian, I like that Raiders side. That's funny you
0: say that. So I heard a, I don't remember the stat off the top of my head tonight, but I was in the gym and I heard the dogs last year, I want to say hit it about 65% of the time in the playoffs. And I'm really shocked that after the Raiders win the other night, how they did it, how they pulled it off, and they have a huge following. I'm shocked more of the money is not on them right now.
3: Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think what it boils down to is that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't, don't believe that they can, and they may not be able to, uh, but they, a lot of people just don't believe that they can score with Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, you got, uh, who is it, Jamari Chase, and you got uh, Burroughs, I mean, you know, those guys have been playing together a long time, they're a hell of a combination, so I think that's what you're seeing there is they, they, they just don't think that the Raiders can, can, you know, score, keep, keep scoring with the Bengals. And if this thing, you know, turns into a track meet, uh, you know, Cincinnati could win this game really big.
0: Smitty, what do you got on this?
1: Well, I jumped on the first half under, and I'm going to take, and you know, we're, how many VEASAN people have we've had on the show? We love VEASAN. Uh, We've had a ton of them on the show. So I've been watching Follow the Money, and I know Paulie has talked about it, but I, for, I forget who the main person was. They jumped on it at 24 and a half, first half on it. Now, earlier in the week, they were saying a little bit more conditions at the game. They were saying maybe a little bit more wind, chance of rain and snow. It is cold. It's going to still be a little cold in this. I liked all that. Now, I read today it's kind of changed a little bit, which I don't like. Not as much wind, Rain and snow could be a little bit, but not much. So now you panic a little bit. Not really, because here's another point they said, and I I 100% agree with this. Both look at the coaches. They haven't coached. They haven't been the head coach yet in a playoff game. Look at the quarterbacks. They haven't quarterbacked yet in a playoff game. Could this be a little bit slow at the beginning? Just, hey, let's not make a major mistake. Let's try to run the ball, get the ball to Joe Mixon a little bit. Let's get Jacobs in the mix a little bit, some shorter throws. I kind of like that. Still cold. Here's the thing. I thought it was remarkable, Matt. I, I took this from, I, I forget where I got this stat, but the Bengals in the playoffs. 0-8 straight up. 0 and one ATS. Goes back. I think their last playoff win was like January and like 1991. And I believe it was Boomer Esiason was the quarterback. I love what you're doing here too. I agree with you. I think, you know, I'm going to tease every game. I'm going to tease every game up. I'm going (laughs) to tease the points. You know me, I'm going to go teaser, teaser, teaser. I can't wait for the weekend. I would do the same thing you're going to do. I thought Carl, what he said was a great point. I would tease the team up. Dogs have been barking all year. Tease it up, get them in the double digits, and take a chance with the Raiders in this game.
0: Yeah. Jay, Jay Cam?
1: That's an interesting point with the,
2: the coaches. You said that, you know, this is the first time for both of them, but it really isn't because if you look at that Raiders coaching staff, you've got a, guy, a bunch of guys who've actually been NFL head coaches, and I think in the playoffs. you got Gus Bradley, Rod Marinelli, uh, Tom Cable, and obviously Basajka, who's done a really good job with them. Uh, I keep going back and forth on this game. I was initially on the Bengals at home um, just because I, I, the weather I think is going to be a factor. I don't know how often uh, Derek Carr has played in cold weather uh, and they've got that Vegas blood now. They're all thinned out. So it's going to be pretty chilly there in Cincinnati. So I do think it's going to be a little bit of a factor is because I don't think they've played a cold weather game in a while. And it, you know, it's a different kind of play calling, kind of different focus on offense. They run the ball, so they should be okay. Um, but as I kind of dug into the numbers a little more, I'm kind of liking the Raiders a lot more. Um, something I looked into was explosive plays because just to my own recognition, I, I thought Cincinnati is an offense really re- revolves on a big play and they do. Um, number two in the NFL, explosive pass plays, not so great on the ground, I think 27th. And a little, little nugget that I found was the Raiders are actually seventh in preventing explosive plays on defense. So I think they can contain that offense, um, you know, kind of contain those big receivers. They'd like to rush forward. They like to drop the zones. They're going to make Burrow be patient. Um, I've heard all kinds of numbers quoted this week, Jamar Chase and uh, Higgins numbers against uh, zone covers, not nearly as good as it is against man. You saw them torch KC, who played straight man against them the whole game, uh, and put up really huge numbers. So yeah, I like the Raiders, with the points now, I've definitely kind of come around on that. These are makes a lot of sense to me. And the total, you know, my numbers have it right on 49, so I'm probably not going to mess with that too much. Do you have something to ask, Vinny?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, Jason, with you being a Steeler fan and I'm a Steeler fan, we got a pull for this team because they could have just ran the ball and ran the clock out and they kicked the field goal to get us into the playoffs, the Steelers. So, we have to take the Raiders on Saturday. There's,
2: there's, there's a lot of old history, though. A lot of old history. I, I don't <laughs> care.
1: They got us in. It might not be the prettiest game for us who were playing, but they got us in the playoffs. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Go Raiders.
3: <laughs> you're, you're the teaser king, Smitty. I, I, I am the teaser king. <laughs> You are the teaser king, brother. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, Carl. Before we sign off with you tonight, remind me. There's a question I want to ask you, but I'll I'll wait till the very end. Okay. All right. All right. Let's jump into the second game. Saturday night, little eight fifteen kickoff. Little fun time for all of us adults. We got the number six seed Patriots rolling into Buffalo to face the number three Bills. Over under forty four, and the Bills are laying four right now. So. This is going to be, of course, everybody's going to talk about the weather, the weather of the weather. It's going to be freezing, two degrees of kickoff, supposedly, minus 15, wind chill. Winds supposedly 15 to 20 miles an hour. I want Carl, I, I want your sports book to put a bet on Mac Jones's over-under attempts since the last time they played. What did he have? Three? I think I think you guys could probably get away with 14, maybe. I think that's a pretty solid number this time. But in all seriousness, I think this actually comes down to Josh Allen 100% for the Bills this weekend. I think he's going to run the ball, and I actually think he has enough arm to get through any win that's up there. And I think they'll get a little redemption on Belichick. I actually think this is an easy Bills win. I think the Patriots are coming in. uh, I think they got humbled a little bit down the stretch. I think they went one and three. I think this is a Bills win, and I'm actually going to look at Bills to do money line every week and try to double it up triple it up and even quadruple it up if they, if they get to the Super Bowl. That's that might be my play this year. What do you say, Carl?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know how, how hard the wind's going to be. I know they're saying, you know, 15, 20 mile an hour gust, but uh, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, when they played that first matchup a few weeks ago, I mean, that was, that was Belichick, man. I mean, uh, you know, just, uh, what do you throw, one pass for the game? Uh, so, you know what? I mean, you, you can't put it – I don't think they'll, they'll play the same type of game, uh, but you can't put it past him. I mean, he's going to do everything that he can possibly do to give his team a best – you know, the best chance to win. Uh, you know, we opened this game at four and a half, forty three and a half, 43 and 43-and-a-half, uh, and right now we're at four and, and 44. So, uh, we hadn't got a whole lot of action on this game yet. Uh, but the, the money that has come in, uh, 63% of the bets are on the Bills. And, you know, right now they're getting most of the money. They're getting about 70%. So, uh, you know, this is another game, though, that, uh, you know, you can't discount the Patriots, you know, as an, as an, as an underdog. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, I think, for both teams. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, the Bills, uh, you know, Josh Allen's going to have to have a good ball game. Uh, and the Patriots have already shown that, uh, you know, if they have to run it every play, they'll do it. So should be interesting. Smitty, what do you got?
1: I, I would do, you know, again, teaser, 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 teaser. I, I love yeah, Jason laughs. I love it. You know what <laughs> I'm going to say? I could just hit a recording teaser Smitty go. Um, I like new England. I think new England's, I think, like Carl said, I think Bill will have a game plan. I think Buffalo wins the game. I really do. I think Buffalo wins the game, but I do like New England right now. Um, you know, you can get it. You can get them up here, six more points, get them up to 10. I would take a chance with that. And I also, if to play, the total, I would probably take it up to, I would take it up to 50 and take the under in this not it doesn't sound like a lot of precipitation but it's buffalo that can change really really quick really quick here so um the winds could pick up i love the under in a teaser and i like uh, new england in a teaser
3: Uh, i like i I definitely like the patriots teased up here a
2: lot yeah it's two good defenses in this game so the points are going to be at a premium, I think you teasing it up. You get all the points there. The only thing you could really be hurt by is a shutout, I think. Which you know, you're saying what single digits and the 15 mile an hour winds of Buffalo—that's like a normal January day, isn't it? Like this is normal <laughs> stuff for them. And like both of these teams aren't afraid of the, the elements here. Like New England practices and this stuff all the time. Buffalo lives in it all the time. So I don't think they're going to be affected. I mean, obviously there'll be some effect because you know when it gets that cold, the passing game kind of falls apart. Now I think that favors the Patriots because. Buffalo just can't line up and run the ball at you like New England can. And, you know, going through the numbers here, if, if Smithy's the teaser king, I'm the stat nerd, so I got to play my role. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's Scott called? Uh, the Buffalo defense, 30th in – uh, power rank, which means basically teams that run power at them, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL at that, and that's exactly what happened in the first game of Buffalo and all the elements. So I think you can see that again. I I do like the Patriots with the points. You know, if you're going to tease it up, you can do that too. I think four is enough. Um You know, like I said, no one, not a lot of interest in this game because this these lines just look right when you look at them. You know, four point favorite at home, that's basically home field advantage, and forty four points. You know, neither one of these offenses. Buffalo has been more dynamic, but usually against bad teams. Um, New England just doesn't have the playmakers. And you're getting to that point of the season where you need your superstars to kind of stand out because everyone's really good. Um, I like New England plus the four. Definitely looking toward the under, probably be in game bet just to see how it's going um, to make sure that, you know, there are some turnovers early. that can kind of hose that all up, but definitely like the dog here. Smitty, yeah. I
0: just I'm going to I'm going to throw a little stat out here and I just want you to ponder it a little bit with your teaser. In every Buffalo win this year, the coach is not afraid to put it on the other squad. 35 nothing, 43 21, 40 nothing, 38 20, 26 11, 45 17, 31 6, 31 14, 33 21, 29 15, 27 10. When they put it on him, they're going to put it on him. I'd be careful of your teaser. I think you're good because it's check and it's the playoffs and the weather's a great equalizer, but man, that coach is not afraid to dump some points on some other teams.
1: I'll take it well, but I'll, I'll roll the dice with uh, Bill. But I said the same thing about uh, Saban on Monday and I just said he was going to out coach and that didn't, well, I don't want to say that didn't happen. I think the Bill O'Brien effect came in there too. So, um, but I still like New England in this one.
0: Okay. Let's bump on. Let's go down to Sunday. Uh, It's January 16th, 1 p.m. kickoff. The number seven Philadelphia Eagles traveling down to Tampa to face the two-seed Buccaneers, over under 46, and the Bucs are laying eight and a half. So Carl said something earlier, and he said he thinks every dog potentially could win except for the Steelers. I actually want to add one more team to that. I don't think the Eagles can win. However, if it is ugly, windy, rainy, and the Buccaneers are without their weapons and can't air it out like they're typically going to have to, they do get four net back. But I think Jalen Hurts can actually even this out. I don't think the Eagles can win the game. But I surprisingly think they're going to hang in this one. I actually teased the Bucks down to minus two and a half and I still second guess it, but I think the field goal is good enough. I would love to tease up the Eagles and probably get more points and do it a different way, but I'm going to stick with my gut for now and just lay two and a half with the Bucks. Carl, what kind of action you guys got on the sports book down there?
3: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we opened this at, uh, eight and a half and 49 and a half. Uh, so this game is, uh, it's at eight and a half right now, but that totals the, uh, ticked down quite a bit weather related. Uh, we're down at 45 and a half right now. Uh, you know, I, I talked to some people about this game, uh, uh basically the last few days and, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, th- this game originally opened, uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't, and I don't know how many books put the number out, but this game originally opened in places at nine and a half
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, uh, real quick, it got popped by the sharps, uh, you know, they they jumped on the Eagles real quick, and uh, actually, I think this this game actually for a short, brief period of time hit like uh, seven and a half, six. Uh, uh, I think it was six, six and a half, uh, and then it just uh, come right back up. But uh, you know, that look, the one of the things that you know, some awfully smart people that I I talked to during the week, one of the one of the main consensus is that. Uh, Tampa Bay's so banged up, uh, and the Eagles—they uh, uh, believe they can run the football on this team. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a lot of points, uh, you know, for Tampa Bay that's banged up, and for a team that they feel can run run them on them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I this is another one of them. I like the Eagles, and I I, I like tea, uh, teasing it up, you know, uh, uh, in this situation. I'm glad you gave. It, I'm
0: glad you gave that little insight. So you bring up a good point. The Eagles think they can run the ball, but that's actually strength on strength. So it's Eagles think they can run, and the Buccaneers think they can stop it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the, I think one of the things that uh, uh, I heard during the week, with you know some people that know a whole lot more about the, the inner workings of some of these teams, is that uh tampa bay is so beat up in the secondary that they don't know if they can they don't know if they can stop the run i mean if it gets through the first uh uh, first layer of defense there that they uh they they think the eagles can cause a lot of problem in this game running the football
0: j what do you got on this one
3: Well,
2: it's funny that i think carl hit it on the head that's what i wanted to see was the injury report uh already for the week because you know, you mentioned Tampa Bay strength on strength, but that strength is actually kind of eroded over the year. Uh, mid-season, they were number one run defense by far. You couldn't get through them, but they've been banged up for weeks now. And uh, even on the DVOA, football outsiders metric for running, they're down to 10th. So, you know, 10th is still pretty good. But when you consider what the weeks they had to have to go from number one to number 10, they've been run on a bit, um, you know, and not by really good running teams either. So the Eagles definitely have an advantage there. I think the biggest thing is, you know, like, Said the Tampa Bay secondary has been a mess all year. It basically they got hurt, um, going into the season, they got hurt the first week of the season, and they've kind of just lost guys. I mean, Richard Sherman got pulled out of nowhere, right, to go fill in, and he's played pre safety for them, he's played corner, he's played everything. So, like, can the Eagles take advantage? Because in those wins, in that weather, Jalen Hurts kind of has a little bit of a pop gun arm. You know, they really don't have too many playmakers on the outside. DeMontis Smith's a nice player, but he's not dynamic like Jamar Chase, where he's just going to run through a defense and you know, get you six points right away. Uh, can they take advantage of that? So you can understand the under. Um, I just don't think the Eagles are that good. I mean, I, you look at overall, these two teams played, I think, in October. Uh, Tampa Bay came out, pushed them around. Back when they were a little bit healthy. And then the Eagles kind of backdoored it very nicely for me. I know I had the Eagles getting the points that day. Um, I see Tampa Bay winning this game. I just don't think the Eagles are there yet. I think the, you know, the lines are there. They just don't have the skill, talent, the back seven, or on the outside to threaten. Uh, a, still, a pretty good Tampa defense, banged up as it is.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. I like Tampa in this. I think Matt said it, and I thought I I wrote it down in my notebook. You know, they're going to try to run the ball. Tampa Bay is pretty good against the run. You know, I've said this a lot on our show this year. I've, every week because I you know I give out every game like a teaser with the the number with the total and the team and i there's sometimes i go this is not a bad game i think you're okay either way and i think this could happen either way in this i think if you take tampa down and get him that minus two and a half i think you're going to be fine could you tease it philly up and get him in the double digits i think you're maybe okay there too i think about the the conditions you know rain Chance of 30, 35 mile per hour wind gust there. Yes. Does Tom Brady want to throw the ball? Absolutely. But here's the thing I thought about today with this game. Tom Brady has played in some really crappy conditions in his career. Played at New England, snowed a lot. It was windy up there too. So this is, to me, nothing new that he's going to go down there and go, well, I've been in a dome my entire life and I can't throw the ball or what's happening here. I think he'll be okay. They are banged up. I think Fournette's coming back. I think they get Gio Bernard coming back on offense a little bit. Defense, again, secondary, I agree with everyone what they've said. Secondary has not been good all year. I still like, I think in a teaser spot here, I absolutely love Tampa Bay to get them down. I think they win the game. And, but again, if you like the Eagles, I don't think it's a bad teaser spot for the Eagles either with the conditions, but I love also for the points for the game, tease it up, get it up to about 51 and a half, six point teaser and take the under. I think the conditions will play.
3: Hey, uh, Smitty. uh, So look uh, uh, on these teasers, you know, uh, but uh, keep obviously, you keep records of your teasers. Um, it, it, would, it would be interesting to know, because generally when a, when a, when a game, when you win a teaser, generally uh, that that game would be good on either side. Uh, it would be interesting to know if you went back and looked at all your teasers, if you, you looked at all your winners, would they have won on the other side? I, I bet you if you did that, that percentage would be fairly high.
1: Interesting point. Wow. Yeah, you got
3: you got you got a homework from Jick Jack now. oh wow. homework. <laughs>
1: <We> <laughs> no, it's just good, you know that's just record more, you
3: are. That's that's just a little nugget that an old gambler told me one time, and I started paying attention to it, and uh, uh, I'd be damned he was right. I mean, generally when a when a when a game falls in the teaser range, generally both well, it generally it wouldn't have mattered which way you teased it. They, they're generally both sides are good. That's that's a great
1: point. And I think that's one thing with this show, Carl, you know, you've been on before and you've talked to me on social media. That's why I love this show so much, because Maddie's more of a straight player. Once in a while, he'll do teasers. Jason is a straight, you know, Jason, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He might play a teaser here and there, but he's a straight. I'm once in a while in the NFL straight. Everything is a teaser in the NFL, man. I am teaser, teaser, teaser in the NFL.
3: Love it. You know what? I mean, uh, uh, to be honest with you, look, uh, once it gets to be about week uh, uh, seven, eight, nine in the NFL, that's that's perfect time to to start playing the teasers. Because, look, what a what a what a teaser, what you want to do with a teaser is, you know, early in the season when when the bookmakers are having, you know, trouble setting lines on games, you know, there's a there's there's a lot of room for error there. But what happens is, is that the the longer you get into the season, when these lines tighten up and, and the bookmakers have a real good uh, feel and ag- algorithms are, are running right, I mean, when you can move it, when you can move the line six points in your favor, that's a huge advantage in week nine, week 10 versus week one or two. I mean, you're just guessing in week one or two because you just don't have the stats for the year to back up the number uh but uh yeah it's it's prime time to this is a perfect time to play teasers
1: and i'll tell you it'd be interesting to see with a lot of people that also play teasers you know sometimes i'll match the game sometimes it's the 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 team or it's the over under i like but what i was doing around the christmas time i was down in florida for christmas and with a lot of those games getting pushed around i was doing like a team and the points in the game and man I went on a really nice run doing that also so it'd be interesting to to hear maybe the more professional teaser players than maybe myself here uh if they like to match up teams or like to stay in game and take a team and with the point total in that I think that would be an interesting conversation to have with somebody
0: Oh, you gave out a good trigger word that I was going to finish this segue with. So you, you said the word nugget, and I wanted to give a little nugget out to people listening. I think in this game, the Buccaneers are going to have to rely on three tight ends. And they have three. They have Brady Gronkowski, and O.J. Howard still around, even though people forget about him. And I think that's perfect for Brady. So a, a, team, a, a prop play that I actually grabbed tonight while I was at the gym is I grabbed a Gronk touchdown anytime at even money. And I think that's just about a lock to, for that to hit. I wouldn't yeah, even be shocked Howard. if Brate or OJ Howard sneak in there too, and you can get them at really good odds.
3: I love that play. I mean, you know, it's obvious, you know, Gronk's there for a reason just because uh, Brady wants him there. I mean, what he make him last week, uh, half a million, uh, you know, so they uh, – uh, on, on that uh, incentive that he had. Uh, yeah. So, oh. yeah, I, look, there's one thing about it when – When they get in playoff mode, which is what they are, uh, I mean, he's going to be going – he's going to be relying on Gronk. I mean, they've done it hundreds of times.
0: All right, boys, let's jump down to Sunday afternoon. Uh, The NFL loves this matchup. 4.30 p.m., prime time. 49ers, the sixth seed, going down to Big D to face the three seed in the Cowboys over under 51, and the line is minus three for the Cowboys. So I'll I'll rip off this real quick. My mom is a wannabe gambler in sports. She <laughs> likes to just do it because I talk about it. So about a month ago, she said, hey, bet, bet me that the uh, 49ers win the division. I was like, okay. So I put some money on it for her. And I sent her a message two weeks ago. I was like, mom, you know, your bet's dead. She's like, what? I was like, well, they're too far behind the Rams and everybody else. They so said, if they would have beat the Rams that one game, they could have got in or I forget how it went. So she sent me a message the other day. She goes, can you bet the 49ers to beat Dallas this week? And I was like, sure I can. I said, mom, how about this? I said, what I'll do is I'll bet it for you. And I said, I'm going to do the same thing for the bills. I'll bet it. And we'll just let it ride turn over every time and see how it goes for you. And she's like, I'm all for it. But I actually think she's on to something here. I think this is going to be a, I think this is my upset special of the week. I think this is going to be a 49ers upset. Good on Dallas steal one on the road get debo the ball. Kyle Usech, I think is going to see a couple sneaky carries and maybe score. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't like this over. I think the 49ers are going to try to muck it up and I think Dallas will struggle a little bit. They've been down on their luck lately. Uh, give me the dogs here. I'm going to roll the 49ers. Yeah, that's
3: you know, that's that's interesting. I uh th- this will be a good game, you know, and I was when I when I first started looking at the board uh, you know it, I I knew that uh, you know one of the things that uh, it's it's good time to tease like I said. so uh, when I was looking at the board, I was looking at this is in my opinion this is one of the games and this is one of the scenarios where I would I would play a six and a half point teaser in this scenario uh, with the cowboys. Um, I would probably go to plus three and a half with them just because I can get over that key number of three. Um, I like the Cowboys at home a little bit here. Uh, you know, we opened it at three and 49 and a half and we're at three and 50 and a half right now. Uh, it's a pretty evenly bet game. You know, we're getting uh, uh, Dallas is getting about 54% of the tickets written. And right now they're getting about 52% of the money. So for us, this is a This is a good game. This is an evenly bet game right
0: here. All right, J. break it down.
2: And no, I I was interested to see Carl's input on this one because it seems like to me that as much as I like the Niners in this, and it seems like they're coming in a little hot. I mean, that was obviously a great comeback in the second half against the Rams where it looked like they were just completely in the water, uh, playoff hopes included. Um, You know, it's just one of those deals, like who do you trust? Because, you know, the Cowboys, talented offense, you know kind of been good all year but they really haven't beat anybody you've gone through their schedule and it was one of the softest in the nfl and uh the quality wins were kind of lacking and the niners kind of came in needed to win got through a pretty good division in the uh, nfc west probably the toughest in the nfl um I, it's 50 50 doesn't help me out at all obviously. am but it, to me it doesn't seem like it's 50 50 it seems like the niners are a really popular underdog pick here uh and i can see why uh, I, I guess the, the one thing I worry about is that I don't know if San Francisco can come back against the Cowboys defense if they get behind and uh, Cowboys were rested up. I expected them to play better. Um, I'm probably going to give the diners here plus a three long way of saying it, but it, it just, it, it's, it's getting a little too public for me. I'm almost ready to back off of it.
1: I was going to say the same thing, you know, right when this came out, I was, I love San Francisco. I still doing a teaser. I'm probably going to take San Francisco up to nine and a half. But what Jason just said there too, everybody's talking about how San Francisco is going to beat him. That makes me a little nervous now in this game, still like San Francisco. But the one thing I really do like in this game, if you're going to play a teaser in this I would tease it down. I tease the points down. I think there's going to be some points in this. I think San Francisco is going to score on that Dallas defense. I think Dallas will score some points too. I think this one's a little bit more high scoring. So I think a safer play here if you're going to do a teaser is tease the points down and take the over. But my suggestion too is also on San Francisco. Don't sleep on the Niners boys. Remember,
0: Jimmy G got them to a Super Bowl. He's he's more than capable enough to go in there and maybe shock the world. I know Carl likes the Cowboys. I'm going to stick to my guns down. I'm, I'm going to ride. This is going to be my other side of the bet to do a side on each NFC AFC. I'm going to ride the Niners out and see how I do. It ought to be a good one. It ought to be a good game. All right. So here we go, boys. Sunday night, 8 15. We got the bias Steeler fans here, the seven seed. Sneaking in, thanking the Raiders. We're the Steelers
1: every week, but I'm a bias. <laughs> Come on,
0: now. <laughs> Sending send a little love out to the uh, Raider Nation. I think we they did. And they're going to Arrowhead to play the number two seed Chiefs. Uh, Vegas over under right now, 46. And the line is minus 12 and a half. for The, the Chiefs are laying 12 and a half. As of right now, I don't have a play. Um, I, I read something today which really really resonated with me. So I bashed the Steelers all year and I'm going to give them mad props just for getting in. They finished with one of the worst rush offenses, one of the worst graded offensive lines. They had a rookie tight end, a rookie running back, an aging quarterback. Tomlin has somehow kept it together. No Juju Smith, lots of injuries all year. Somehow they got it done. And I'm, I'm actually impressed by that. Now, By no means do I think they can win this game. I'm with Carl on this. I don't know if that number's enough to take the Steelers 12, 12 and a half. I'm probably not going to touch this one. I might do a little bit of player props, but I'll let Carl break this one down.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, my, my initial thought when I seen this is just, you know, chiefs just roll here. So, I mean, we opened them at 12 and a half, 46 and a half. And, you know, it's, it's, right now it's still 12 and a half, 46 and a half. uh And look, uh, uh, you know, uh, my my buddy, Mike, uh, Michael Lombardi, he made a good point, you know. Uh, look, the problem in Pittsburgh is Ben can't move. He can't move laterally. Uh, uh, you know, he, he yeah, Lombardi watches all this stuff and, uh, you know, He's one of the guys that I don't, I don't trust a whole lot of people in this world. That's one guy that I trust. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, I just don't see any way possible that uh, the Steelers can keep this game close. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I, better yet, I even like Chiefs first half. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have the number in front of me, but I would imagine we're probably around six and a half, seven, seven and a half, maybe. Uh, I for sure don't see uh, uh, the Chiefs losing that bet first half. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a, a Chiefs blowout win. That's just what I think. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's uh, and some interested in love. They're only getting like seventy percent of the money. So uh, there is some people just playing uh, uh, Pittsburgh plus the points. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see this being a ball game.
0: Carl, you were you were right. I believe I heard earlier while I was driving around, it was a seven um, Chiefs minus seven at halftime.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's you know to me that to me that's that's a pretty good bet. Uh, you know, especially at Kansas City. Uh, it, you know, Ben Ben just uh, you know Hall of Fame, just like uh, uh, Michael said. You know, Hall of Fame quarterback, but it's time. He's you know he's seen enough. The guy can't move left or right. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I, it's just one of those things I, you know, if the Chiefs are going to uh, – if they're going to get on a roll here, this is when it's going to start.
0: Yeah, and the Steelers are notorious starters this year for starting slow. I believe they had no touchdowns in the last four games until this past one in the first quarter.
3: Yeah, and, and and look, I agree with a lot of the guys on Beeson. You know, a lot of the guys at Beeson think that, you know, Tomlin's, you know, this might be one of the best years he's had coaching. I mean – He's managed to win what nine ball games with this with this ball club. Yeah. Uh, that's that's amazing, you know. All right,
0: all right J. Cam, hit us with the goods.
3: We're gonna let Smitty go last so we can get the full
2: enjoyment <laughs> of uh, the Steelers next It it's it is tough to see a way that the Steelers win this game. It's almost impossible to see that. Uh it's tough to see a cover, too. Just like you said, this is you know, the defense is good and um especially against the past, you know, you've got T.J. Watt on the outside. They're getting some guys back that haven't been available the last couple of weeks this season. It has been a bit of a smoke and mirror season. I think they've had seven wins in uh, fourth quarter in overtime um, this year, which is insane. Um it, it just yeah, you look basically you you're if you take the Steelers plus 12 and a half, you're really betting against Kansas City and you're 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 hoping that the team that played against Denver last week is the one that shows up this week and that you know Mahomes is kind of missing guys and maybe some of those passes that bounced off of got Broncos last week end up in Steelers' hands. Um but you know, the Steelers haven't forced a whole bunch of turnovers this year anyway. It's really been a, a bunch of sacks and just kind of good defense. It, it, I think I saw a stat this week, I think it was on Yahoo Sportsbook that double digit dogs or double di- have not covered except when they've been at home and there's only been two instances of that one was the uh, Seattle Beastquake game against the Saints where the Seattle was uh, had a losing record and beat the Saints uh, in Seattle and last year the uh, football team getting 10 against Tampa at home as well but every time there's been a double digit dog on the road they have not covered so they definitely have not won. Um, that's probably going to continue with this one unfortunately. Um, You know, it was great effort for Ben kind of with his guts and guile to get them in the playoffs, getting the field goal there in overtime. And, you know, hopefully that's the lasting image of this because I don't think we're going to get much from this game uh, that we're going to remember. I think this is going to be pretty ugly pretty early. I think that minus seven in the first half sounds pretty good, especially as sluggish as the Steelers are on offense. And uh, it'll probably just, they just don't have enough octane to keep up. Chiefs move the ball at all and score. There's just nothing they can do to, to catch up to them. Smitty?
1: I'm gonna say this. I kind of agree with what everyone has said. <laughs> all right. oh, now, you left I'm gonna I'm gonna come across. Okay. Now I'm hard, I'm, hard hard on, I'm hard on Mike Tomlin all the time. I'm not gonna say it's been a fantastic year and this, all this, but listen. I'm critical. I've been on this show how many times this year saying break down the playoffs the last couple of times they've been in. You know, Jacksonville went in there and just destroyed them a couple of years ago. That game got close by the end because there was some really garbage touchdowns. Last year, dumpster fire got destroyed. Same thing. Some late touchdowns. And I've been critical. I'm not going to say a word about Mike Tomlin if they get blown out here, because, again, smoke and mirrors, I think. What a miracle. I mean, you talk about a Sunday that we needed to win the game in Baltimore, which was just tough. We win. Then you had in that same process, you had Jacksonville. And me and Jason broke that game down, and we called Jacksonville in a lot of that, saying they were going to cover teaser cover, easy cover. I made sure on Twitter that people knew we called that Jason on the Breakfast Club on Saturday. But also I mean, nine out of 10, uh, you know, you play that time, you play that game 10 times, probably the Colts win nine out, you know, nine times out of that, but hey, whatever. Here's the thing, kind of the more I thought about this today, same thing with San Francisco, everyone's coming on saying San Francisco, easy winner. Is it a little scary now with maybe Dallas being maybe the play in that same thing here? They just played a couple weeks ago. I was leaving Florida that day. I was flying. So we're walking through the airport, the game's on in one of the bars. My, where we were taking off, my wife goes, "You're gonna get down to the bar. Are you gonna go stand down there." They were down 14 nothing. I said, "No, I'm not even wasting my time." And I'm glad I didn't waste my time. So the thing about this is, though, I—I I mean, I this could get ugly, but. I think everybody's thinking this game's going to be ugly cuz it was just ugly a couple weeks ago. Can they make it just a slow down kind of ugly game? Can they get to Mahomes? You got to pressure him. You saw it in the Super Bowl. I know their line was really bad in the Super Bowl against Tampa. Watt has to get to him. Uh Highsmith has to get to him. Hayward has to get to him. They got to make some quick throws. Make it ugly, get a quick turnover, get something going. I'll tell you what. Teaser, I like the Steelers. Tease them up, tease them up. I like the Steelers in a teaser. (laughs) Love it, get them up to 19. I love the Steelers. And I'm gonna surprise you with the next game too. I might match these two games because this just really goes off everything I've said all year. Tease the Steelers up point-wise again, I don't know. I'd probably tease it down and take the over. Maybe the Steelers will get some late points if it's not good. And Kansas city throws a ton of points. There's They'll my probably a field
0: goal or two. To, to, oh, to hey, Chris Boswell won me
1: $3. I love Chris Boswell. If you ever need a place to stay in Northern Virginia, Chris, it's my place. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it, it's fair to say the left side of the Steelers <laughs> offensive line of this game between Hague and uh, like Lou is probably the worst left side in all of the NFL to make the playoffs by far. Like, what are they gonna do again? Like, like what do you call it? You got Frank Clark on one I side. Um uh, I forget the other guy for the key to the KC defense on the I mean, that is I don't even know how they block those guys. Like, that's the biggest problem. you talk about Ben can't move. Yeah, he's gonna have to move because they're gonna play man coverage, it's gonna be the same they
1: saw. Like Chris Claypool has to have
2: the game of his life for them to be in this thing.
1: But here's the thing, Jason, too. I I said to old man in the garage, and I'll give out his plays before he leaked too, because he had a big winner last week with the Raiders. I said they got to try to control the ball. Real quick throws, stay on the field. Well, that's not going to be a problem with the Steelers because all they do is real quick bubble screen. So they they should stay on the field, okay? Hopefully Harris can run the ball too. And listen, this game, I'm happy they're in it. And I said, you know, are they, I said it on Sunday, are they going to win the game? I don't think so. It's one more time as a Steeler fan to watch Ben. Hopefully he plays an okay game. But in a teaser, oh, I love it. Take him up to 19, take the Steelers. <laughs>
3: Uh, that, i knew that was coming that didn't surprise <laughs> me
0: one carl you can give him hack anytime you want to by the way
3: no i mean you, look it is it is 19 and a half points uh, i mean you know that, that's a that's a lot of points i mean but but the, you know the only thing i can say about that is when we created that line at 12 and a half we, we, you know, we create that line knowing that the teaser is going to be, at, you know, up to 19 and a half. So, uh, you know, it it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that'll, that'll take that 19 and a half. Me, I, my personal opinion when I'm looking at that game is that you, you take a 12 and a half point favorite, that's a much better team. You, you have more value uh, knocking that thing down to six and a half or six. Uh, as opposed to moving the worser team up to even 19, 19 and a half. So, for me, it's just a value thing. I'm okay. not saying – yeah, I'm not saying it can't happen. I I mean, I've seen just about everything happen, but, uh, you know, I, I try to move it to where the value's at.
0: He, he can't quit the Steelers.
3: No, I knew I knew that. I mean, I I knew, you know, just because of the Steelers. But, uh, you know, yeah. Believe. <laughs>
0: believe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's roll into the last game here. For the first time ever, we get a Monday night football game on Super Wild Card Weekend, and we have the five-seed Cardinals going to out to L.A. to face the Rams, who are 12-5, and five, the four-seed. Vegas over under is 49, and the Rams are laying four. I'm going to ruin it. Smitty, I know you can already crank out the I'm-not-tall-enough-to-ride-a-roller-coaster jokes on Kyler Murray. Here they come. But I know who you're rolling with, and I actually think I'm rolling with you. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus the points. I'm not even going to tease it. I'm going to take the four, and I actually like the over. I think I think the Rams are going to get behind, and I think Matthew Stafford, who we all fell in love with the first six games, is going to have to throw it about 55 times and somehow get this even. I, I see about a 32-27 kind of game. Give me the cards with the points. Give me the over, and let's go into the next weekend. Carl, hit it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, we opened this game at uh, four and a half, 50 and a half, and we're at four and 49 and a half. Uh, you, you know, the, look, but the first thing right off the bat is I hate the Monday night thing. I just, I don't like it. It's, uh, you know, to me, it's unconventional. Uh, I mean, this is playoff stuff. I mean, uh, so they're going to go from from, and the thing, this is the thing I don't like. You know these coaches deal with uh, are are on such a process they're you know uh, you heard in the in the national uh, uh the, the the weekend before the national championship game you heard uh, uh Kirby Smart say that one of the things that he was worried about was that Saban had a 6 hour advantage on him in the, in the coaching you know preparing for the national championship game this is one of the things I don't like i mean those coaches their their week is so planned out. I don't like this game being on Monday night and then the following, you know, they lose a day because, you know, the following week they're going to be on what either Saturday or Sunday. So they're playing games, you know, uh, uh, with six days rest or whatever. And I don't know what the schedule is going to be, but I just don't like this Monday night stuff. I, I think all this should be Saturday, Sunday uh, personally. But, uh, you know, as far as the game, this is an evenly bet game for us. Uh, So it's it's 52-48% on tickets, uh, and it's 52-48% on money. So, um, you know, I don't have a lean here. I I think the Rams are talented, but they've struggled. I think the Cardinals are talented, and they've struggled. Uh, If I like anything in this game, I like the under a little bit. Talk about
0: contrarian for me.
3: All right, J-Cam, let's go. Yeah,
2: this is a tough one. I mean, the four points seems like good value just because I do think this is going to be a really close game. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith in either of these teams right now. Um, probably worked out for Arizona. They're playing on the road because they've been terrible at home. I know I've lost on them a bunch of times uh, covering lines at home. You know, the Rams had that game locked up last week. Um, you know, there's some weeks where they look like they're Super Bowl champions, and there's some weeks like the game against Tennessee and second half last week where you're like, "What the heck is this team? Like, they they seem like they really struggle. They don't really have, have a balance on offense, and they can't get the ball to Cooper Cup. You know, that whole offense kind of just breaks down Um, because they can't just run the ball like they did the one year. They went to the Super Bowl. Um You just you kind of look at like it's basically going to come down to who has the better game at quarterback. And I, I actually probably have more faith in Kyler Murray. Uh, in this game. Uh, if he had Hopkins, I don't even think it'd be a question. This game would probably be closer to like a pick 'em. Um But I, I probably don't think Cardinals at the points just because I think it's going to be so close. I do like the underplay here. These are two good defenses. Uh, Cardinals haven't looked as great lately, but the Rams, you know, with a good defensive line against the Cardinals, you know, it's a good thing my, Murray's quick because he's going to burn for his life a lot, but that kind of opens up their offense. They actually make plays that way. Um, so I guess it's all about red zone too, because the Cardinals are not good in the red zone. Part of it, I think it is Murray's height. You've seen them this year really struggle down there uh, where they get opportunities. I think that even happened the last time these two teams played where the Cardinals kind of took control early, couldn't cash it in, and the Rams just ran away with it. So give me the Cardinals and the points on the road, uh, taking these road dogs. Hopefully there's some value in it. And I do like the under here.
1: You gotta love waking, You got to love waking up and getting ready for work, but you put on follow the money. Which is just great now. It's on television here in the DC area because those guys are just money. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. I took a picture of this. I was getting, I was ready to go brush my teeth, get dressed, and I heard something. So I came running and I took a picture of it on the television because I knew I wanted to bring this up. And I apologize to this guy because I always try to give credit when we use stuff. I know his name's Matt Mitchell. I can't really take out on my because half my phone's cracked here. Ah, uh, got a new phone and dropped it in like a day, but what can you do? But he wrote this and he says, it's not that bad. I was kind of exaggerating a little bit, but I just can't <laughs> read. I can't read what his thing is, but he says another Cliff Kingsbury regular season in the books. Let's update how he's ended every season as a head coach in 14. He's lost four out of five In year 15, 2015 lost four out of six. 2016 lost six out of eight 17 lost six out of eight 18 lost five out of five 2019 lost seven out of nine 2020 lost six out of nine one win was a hail mary if you remember i had i had arizona that game that was a miracle and then this year lost four out of five you know what i like in this game i'm going to just lead right into it i never take arizona and the boys can go with this. Matt knew where I was going with this. In a teaser, I love Arizona. Take Arizona up, and I'm right with Carl on this. Tease the points up and take the under. I think it's a lot, a lot lower scoring than people think. Arizona in a teaser and the under in a teaser. There's my plays.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. Hey, Carl. So I wanted to ask you a question since we just topped on every game. I like We like to do a little hypothetical here. If I yeah. gave you $100 and you had to pick me a two-team money line parlay this weekend, who would you go with? Uh,
3: I'd, I'd go with um, – I'd probably go with the Patriots for sure. Um, and I'd probably go um, – man, I'd probably go Raiders, Patriots, Raiders.
0: I'd love it. Well, I love the Raiders part. I'll say that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Hey look, hey, look, let's don't forget, I had a couple of guys that asked some questions. Let's answer those questions. Absolutely. Uh, Fire it up. Hey, look, I want to get, uh, so my, uh, one of my followers, Harry Darrell, uh, he wants to know what the best teaser option is. He's got uh, Eagles to 14. I like that. And then he's got the Bengals to plus one. Uh, And I want to ask Smitty. Smitty is the teaser king, but I do want to give Harry my opinion first. Uh, So I like the Eagles, Harry, at at going up to 14. Uh, But I don't like uh, the Bengals to one, and I'll tell you why. They say you should never cross zero uh, unless you can get to a key number. A perfect example would be, uh, okay, the Dallas game. So you could take Dallas, you could play Dallas in a six and a half point teaser, and my point is, is that you could go Dallas from minus three to plus three and a half. you're crossing you're going through zero, but you're crossing over that three number to three and a half. much better bet than crossing zero to plus one. Uh, so uh, you know it to, to be honest with you, I like the Eagles plus the fourteen there um uh, and and you know I, I would probably tie that in with uh there's a couple of games uh I like I like moving the Raiders up and I like moving the Patriots up. so uh there you go, Harry, I hope that helps. What do you think, Smitty?
1: I like my favorite one I still and I said it. During the show here, I think the Eagles is not a bad play taking them up. I think that's a game in both situations that I like either way. I do like Tampa Bay down more. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the game. I think they're going to cover you get it down to two and a half. I think they win the game. I like San Francisco up to nine and a half because I think San Francisco can beat Dallas. I think that game is going to be competitive, but I agree with you. I love, I mean, I gave it out the whole show. I love new England up in the points, get them up to 10. And I love the one that Matt I think has played. I like he took Tampa down and I do also like the Las Vegas Raiders up to the double digits. I think that game's a little tighter than some people think.
3: Cool. Good deal. And the next question was from uh, Hayden Sherman. And Hayden wanted to know if there's uh, uh, something to learn between a uh, uh, closing line and then when they when they first opened the live line. And we we hit on it briefly when we first opened up. So uh, Hayden, would, you know, a lot of times we'll – let's say we closed the game and kicked off at 3.5. And, and then the first live line that you'll see is, is that team that was – that kicked at 3.5, you'll see them at minus 3 you know, one of the things that you got to keep in mind is that there is a delay on TV. It can be, you know, 20, 30 second, 40 second delay sometimes. So a lot of times you'll see um, a, a, a opening live line just a little bit different uh, than, than, a, than a game that just kicked, you know, less than 15, 20 seconds ago. Uh, those algorithms, basically everybody's got an algorithm that's running that live line. It's not a, it's not a person sitting there watching, clicking in. Uh, the, those things are set. Uh, there, there's a company called Sports Radar uh, that that does those live lines, and all, all it is is an algorithm. It's it's uh, the the line will change if you notice uh, if a team's inside the thirty yard line or or whatever. It changes with field position most of the time. So that's what's going on there. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a delay. Uh, You're not seeing an actual thing going exactly, you know, live. Uh, But uh, that's why you're seeing the little discrepancies right there.
0: Great stuff, Carl. Uh, Smitty, I know you said you wanted to give out the uh, old man, the garages
1: plays, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. You know, old man, part of the show, gave out the Raiders last week, started a little slow at the beginning of the year, but man, really come on as the year has gone on and, Again, money line dogs tough to pick. He likes New England. His plays this week are New England to upset Buffalo, and he also likes the 49ers to upset Dallas.
0: Good stuff. Kaminsky, what do you got? Anything
1: left on your plate? I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh,
2: GWK3, who also tweeted at the show here today. Uh, you know, we got the other two, so I wanted to make sure he wasn't left out. And we love all our listeners, uh, so I just wanted to give him a little love and, you know, Tell him to definitely, you know, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, rate and review and tell all your friends about us. So just had to throw that out there since he was there.
3: Yeah. Gawk is great. Uh, he he did. he. I think, uh, you know, I, I made my little tweet and I think he was the first one that followed you guys. So, uh, you know, he's uh, look, I, I don't have a lot of followers, but the ones that I do have, you know, I, you guys, if you follow me at all, you you can see that I try to be as interactive with them as possibly. You know, and I've got a uh, I've got a core of about twenty or so that's on there. You know, I I mean we're always you know chatting back and forth and stuff like that, and I love it. I think that's it's important to do, and uh, uh, that that's it's fun.
0: Well, Carl, we're going to team up with you and try to get all of our followers up. We appreciate your time. We love having you on, just talking shop. Everybody, give them a follow. It's uh, at Jack Johnson on Twitter. Not only can he talk sports, this guy can talk food if you guys love some food, too.
3: Yeah, (laughs) we can eat some food, too. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And
1: I do want to just plug. So all the people that did follow us today, thank you so much. We try to do a weekly show. We have brought on, just to give you a quick recap, we have brought on people like Carl Johnson this second time. We've had Tim Murray. Uh, Greg Peterson, Sean Kane, uh, We love the VEASAN people, man. Uh, Christy Freud's been on. Pam Adonata, that's just killing it right now at Yahoo Sports. Oh my goodness, guys, help me out. We've had so many. Uh, the Beard Man that does some betting. Uh, we've had him on. Who am Chris I? Chris Chris Owings, yep, yeah, major league player for the Colorado Rockies. We've had on. Uh man, I'm gonna miss people. I know we're gonna miss some people here really John Condo
0: from your hometown. Oh, Come John Condo,
1: can't forget him, man. My hometown, John Condo, Oakland Raider, brought him on many times. J Cam, who else am I missing? Really quick. Uh
2: the voice of Navy football.
1: Oh, Pete Medhurst. My goodness. Yes, can't forget Pete Medhurst, man. We brought him on right before the Navy game. And what happened? Navy big winner. So that's what happens. But Hey, tune us out. Just tune in to us, man. We're trying to bring on the best people every week. And like we always joke, we never stop, man. We go into the summer. We talk baseball, we do golf, we do all kinds of sports. So just give us a chance. You'll be entertained. We love college basketball. Oh, Brian, one more, Brian, uh, Ralph just was on just recently another great basketball mind. So uh, check us out, tune in. And again, like what happened today, man. Write us and give us some questions. We'd love to answer them.
0: Hey, Carl. Before you go, before we sign off, we might have to bribe you to get uh, you and Michael Lombardi on at the same time for a little, uh, maybe some Super Bowl chatter.
3: Yeah, I mean that that would be good with me. You know, look that that guy's awfully he's awfully busy. Uh, oh, he's, you he's know.
0: he's he's a he's a god though.
3: He's, he's unbelievable. You know, I, I had, uh, one of my friends says, he says, uh, Hey, why, why do you call him the Godfather? And, uh, you know, it's a respect thing. I mean, uh, look, I love to see people that are good at their crafts. And, uh, that guy is just absolutely amazing. You know, you, if you, if you think about it, you take, uh, you take the smartest person that, you know, okay. Now you take that person and you, uh, he, he you, make, you, He's also uh, the best sports person that you know. Now you take a guy like that and you also throw in the attribute that uh, he knows the math. And then for the last attribute for a guy like that is he knows the inner workings of the teams. He knows the coaches, Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, when you put that together, I mean, you know, he he laughs at me. I call him an alien. I, I text him sometimes. Say, dude, you know, I said, dude, you're, you're an alien, bro. You're not normal. And uh, you know, it's just, uh, I call him the Godfather. It's a respect thing. The guy is so good at his craft. And you know, when I, when I'm doing these little things, you know, I, I've got sticker paper and you know, notes all over the place, you know, where you can't see them. That guy don't have anything. It's all right here. And uh, you know it's just absolutely amazing. I I'd love to do something like that, but he's so busy. Uh, I'm trying to get him to Beau Rivage. He wants to do his show from the Beau Rivage, so uh, we're working on that. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to do.
0: Awesome. Hey,
3: once again, thanks for the time, everybody listening. Check us out.
0: We are at at Notebook Wagering. I am, if you follow Matt. We have at bucks 24 and at Notebook Wagering. J Cam and our awesome guest giving you great stuff tonight was Carl Johnson at Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. Go down and check him out at the Beau Rivage, Biloxi, Mississippi. Hit him up. He'll, he'll give you a nice, nice little ticket there. Thank
3: All you, right, man. everybody. Have a great night. You too, guys. Take care. Good luck Thanks, this weekend. Carl. Bang your
0: bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.